You are listening to Help for HD Live, the first podcast created for families living with Huntington's and juvenile Huntington's disease. Don't forget to find us on iTunes, Blog Talk, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. You can also search over 500 archived episodes and other projects at helpforhd.org. To watch us in person, find Help for HD TV on YouTube and subscribe and ring the bell for notifications on new content. Help for HD Live is going on air in five, four, three, two. Hello, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to Help for HD Live. This podcast is made possible because of a grant from Teva Pharmaceuticals, Neurocrine Biosciences and the Griffin Foundation. I'm your host, Lauren Holder, and today I have the lovely Erin Patterson on with me. Um, If you have not listened to the previous show where she was on, um, Erin has written a book about HD, well now multiple books, Um, (laughs) but uh, she has her own website that you can check out her her books, Um, and she is uh, a an advocate in in the Huntington's community and really starting to spread the word through her books. And um, I am so excited to have her on again today to talk about her new one. Erin, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me on again. I really appreciate it. Oh, anytime. I've always loved talking to you. (laughs) Um, So today we're going to talk about, and this book is called HD Heroes or Huntington's Disease Heroes, I think is what the full title is. Um, And tell me a little bit about how this book came into um, fruition, like what, how this came about. Well, before this book, I released my own book called All Good Things. Mm -hmm. And it was about uh, finding out that Huntington's disease ran in our family at the age of 30 and how that impacted our decision to have kids. Um, so for me, that was a very traumatic time of my life because we we found out quite quickly and I, I, I found out about HD, got tested and found out I was gene positive within eight months. And I didn't know anybody with HD. Uh, so it was very isolating. I wasn't part of the community at all. So for me, going through those things was very difficult and it just felt too important to forget. Because uh, it really changed the person that I was. And everybody would say, you're the same to us. It doesn't matter that you're gene positive. But on the inside, I was a completely different person than I was before in good ways and some some bad ways that I, I had a, a lot of work to do on myself personally. You know, I, I struggled with a lot of anxiety and depression that I went through a lot of therapy to work through. Um, so just... For the first maybe 10 years of my life, I kept all of that a secret from people and I didn't really talk about it. And I started to feel ashamed of it. And I thought to myself, like, I I didn't, I shouldn't feel ashamed. I didn't do anything to deserve this. Um, I I just don't want to hide it like my family has anymore. So that's when I decided to write a book um, because the weight of the book felt like it matched the seriousness of the issue for me. So I actually spent four and a half years every night after my daughter went to bed writing the book. And it was a very cathartic process for me. And it really helped me come to terms with what I had gone through. There was one chapter that I wrote 30 times because when I wrote it, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. Why did I make that decision? And it was just through writing it over and over again that I finally began began to understand what I had done and why I had done it. 
Um, and then once the book was published online for people to buy, I just felt like I had this weight lifted off my shoulders. It was just this unexpected release. And I felt like I didn't have to hold on to those stories anymore, that they could live inside the book instead of living inside of me. And that's what spurred me on uh, with this idea to help other people in the HD community do that. Um, cause it was such an amazing experience and such a helpful thing for me to go through. I wanted to help other people do that. I didn't know at the beginning, if anybody would want to share their story publicly, I have 25, 26 people in the book and, um, 25 of them have shared their story publicly. And we just have one person who's decided to stay anonymous with it. I didn't, I didn't think I would get 25 people who would even be interested. So it was a, I, I reached out to people very tentatively. I thought they might think, oh you're, yeah, what are you nuts for wanting to put this together? Um, <laughs> so the, the response was uh, quite overwhelming. Um, I had over a hundred people who were interested in, in sharing their stories in the book. So that's, that's awesome. where it all started. That is awesome. And all good things is a great book. You can buy it on Amazon. Yes. Um, and truly wonderful book. Um, and I have not read Huntington's disease heroes yet. Cause I have not been able to get a copy. Um, <laughs> but I'm hoping to read it. Um, especially because you have, as you mentioned, uh, several people who have, um, who have written in it, uh, such as Shelby Lentz. Uh, a lot of people know who she is. Um, who are some of the other ones, some of the other authors that are part of the book? So I actually have eight people from the United States who are part of the book. Um, I have a couple who are just in the process of getting married when they are writing their chapter, um, Sarah and Brandon Curry, and they wrote about um, how finding out he had he was gene positive for for HD affected their their future and um, you know their decisions to get married and have children and that sort of thing. Uh, Shelby, who's from Champions for HD. Uh, Aaron Price is another writer from the United States. And um, I'm trying to remember more off the top of my head. But we we have uh, 26 writers from nine different countries, amazingly. So we have somebody from India, eight people from the United Kingdom, um, somebody from the Netherlands, and eight people from Canada as well. So my goal with the book was to share as many different voices as possible. So we have men and women. And we have people who are gene positive, gene negative, people who've decided not to test. We have people who've been young caregivers. Um, there's one lady in there who's been caring for three generations of HD in her family. Um, her father-in-law had HD, then her husband, and then her daughter developed juvenile HD. Um, I'm just trying to think of what, uh, what other people we cover. We have a, uh, three scientists who have written for the book. Um, Two of the scientists are impacted by HD personally. Um, one of them is trying to find a cure for HD. And another one is from New Zealand. And she wrote at the beginning of our book, we have a chapter called What is HD? Just in case somebody who picks up the book doesn't know anything about HD, it's just like the basics of HD in there. And then we also have Erica from the United States, who's a social worker out of HD Reach. She had a fabulous idea <laughs> to write a section at the back of the book with questions that people could use in support groups. So she worked tirelessly on that, writing questions for every single chapter. And um, some, some organizations are 
and support groups are using it where the people read a story together or they read it at home and they come to discuss it as a group. And then the questions are already there for them to initiate conversation amongst people. And we had uh, several people from some of the drug companies as well reach out saying that they're sharing it with all of their staff as well. That is awesome. I love that you got all perspectives. I think that's so important to have all perspectives in, in something. So uh, kudos to you for getting such a great group <laughs> of people. Um, like I was just looking, Rob Hasselberg, yes, amazing person. Um, mm-hmm. You know, if, if I know most of these people from um, HD Cab, which is yeah. a community advisory board um, that I'm part of, a global community advisory board, and truly just amazing individuals with um, wonderful speaking. And uh, yeah, I'm I'm amazed with the list here of of people. So um, I also love that this is called the Lemonade Life Series mm-hmm. um, because. So tell tell me a little bit about that the Lemonade Life series. Uh, So I've set myself up as a a publishing company now, and I plan on doing more books after this. So the next book I'm going to be working on is a book of rare diseases. And I I got really involved in the rare disease community when I wrote a column for Huntington's Disease News. Um, And I know that um, they need a chance to have their voices heard as well. So I thought we'd do a book with 20 different rare diseases. And so the Lemonade Life series is just going to be books that are anthologies written by people from different medical communities. And I'm striving to raise the voices of underrepresented medical communities. Um, So that's why my next book is a rare disease book, but it could be easily any book about any disease, right? I just wanted to pick something that I had a connection to because that, that felt like it made more sense for my second book. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it made me think about when my, I had a really good psychiatrist um, when I lived in Connecticut. And one of the things that she said to me as I was dealing with my, after I had tested and um, really trying to to find my place again, um, was when life gives you lemons, don't just make lemonade, plant the seeds and make trees grow. And that's what you're doing. I mean, you're, you're <laughs> truly... Um, you, you created a publishing company and you're giving a voice to people, um, who rarely have a voice and that's amazing. Um, and as I'm so glad that you are doing it, um, do you have the book on you right now? Yes. Okay. Is there a part that's your favorite, like, uh, or, or a piece that you would like to read of it? Mm, Like of somebody else's story or. It could be yours or it could be somebody else's. Um, Well, can I read my daughter's? Absolutely. (laughs) It's a shorter chapter because she's only 10 years old. And uh, she wrote a story told from a kid's perspective about um, how she interacts with her grandfather. Yeah, go for it. It's just 800 words, so it wouldn't take that long. Whereas the other ones are all 2000 words. So it would probably take a little bit longer. (laughs) And because hers is written from a kid's point of view, it's it's um most of the stories are uh people's personal stories told in their own voice right whereas this one's more of like um like it seems like fiction the way she wrote it so the rest of the stories aren't like that though that's really cool though because having a having a kid write from their perspective I think that's awesome too having that
and just flipping to it. She'll be upset that she wasn't here to read it. <laughs> That's okay. She can come on another time. I'll have her on. Oh, she'll take you up on that. Okay. <laughs> so her chapter is called Bloopy, the Alien Learns About HD. So it was all over the news. The aliens were coming to Earth. I could see the ship now descending from the sky. I quickly ran outside with my goldfish crackers just in case the aliens were hungry. The ship was nearly on the Earth's surface. I closed my eyes to imagine what they might look like. When I opened them, I almost screamed. There was an alien standing at the end of my driveway. It was short and blue, and it had a very large spherical head with three small eyes and a huge mouth, but no nose. I stared at the outfit it was wearing, a sparkly silver toga and tall orange socks, but no shoes. My name is Bloopy, it said. I stood there in shock. I didn't quite know what to say. I would like to learn more about your species, the blue alien continued. What is your name? He asked me. Mom, the alien is talking to me, I shouted to my mom, who is still inside the house. Hello, Mom, the alien is talking to me, he said in a very sophisticated way. My mom ran outside. When she saw the alien, her eyes widened. She hesitantly walked towards it. Hello, um, my name is Bloopy. Honored to meet you. Hello, Bloopy. My name is Erin, and this is Emma, she said, pointing towards me. I want some goldfish crackers, or sorry, want some goldfish crackers? I held out the bag towards him. He snatched the crackers out of my hand and shoved them, bag and all, into his mouth, and he swallowed the whole thing in one gulp, not even bothering to chew. I grabbed my mom's phone from her pocket and called my grandma to tell her there was an alien standing in our driveway. I want to see it, grandma said. So my mom and I drove Bloopy in our car to grandma's house. The little blue alien was fascinated by the cars and houses and loved seeing all the different buildings. When we finally arrived at grandma's, Bloopy was curious why her face was so wrinkly. I told him that's what happens when humans get old. I want to meet more old humans, he said. Mom, we could go to grandpa's, I suggested excitedly. She thought about it for a second. I'm sorry, but it's too far away, she said sadly. I can help with that, Bloopy exclaimed. What do you mean, we asked. I can teleport us. A moment later, we are in front of Grandpa's retirement home. Bloopy smiled because he was excited to meet more old humans. As the three of us walked to the front entrance, we got strange looks from the residents. Is that an alien, an old lady asked? I nodded. Oh my, the news was right, the old lady exclaimed. As we all went to Grandpa's room, Bloopy was even more excited. We said hello to Grandpa, and after he got used to the fact that there was an alien in his room, we decided to go for a walk. As Grandpa shuffled along with his walker, Bloopy kept giving him strange looks. Emma, why is he using that strange contraption? Bloopy asked, pointing at the walker. Also, why is he walking so funny? Bloopy, my grandfather has a disease called Huntington's disease. It makes him walk funny, and if he didn't use his walker, he would fall over. The alien nodded. After the walk, we went to have lunch in the retirement home's dining room. Bloopy ordered the pizza. What did you order? He asked Grandpa. Grandpa didn't respond. What did you order? Bloopy asked him again, but louder. Grandpa still didn't answer. Blue alien looked at me. Does your grandpa hate me? He isn't answering my questions. I laughed. Remember how I told you about Huntington's disease during the walk? Well, having HD makes his brain function slower, so he needs a few seconds to answer. Try asking him again, but give him time to reply.
Bloopy nodded. I'll try talking to him again. I watched as Bloopy started a conversation with Grandpa. He told him about the multicolored sky on his planet, giving Grandpa a few seconds to respond. Very good, Grandpa said. After lunch, we walked back to Grandpa's room. Bloopy was very sad when it was time to leave. He really liked meeting all the old people, especially Grandpa. As we were about to go, Grandpa walked over to Bloopy and tried to pat him on the head. Ouch! The little alien screamed. He glared at Grandpa and stomped over to me. What's wrong? I asked. He smacked my head for no reason, he said, crossing his arms. Bloopy, Grandpa didn't mean to, but sometimes he can't control how his body moves. Bloopy nodded. So he wasn't trying to hurt me? Of course not, I said, smiling. He smiled black. Bloopy walked over to Grandpa and gave him a hug goodbye. And I knew, despite their differences, Bloopy and Grandpa would become very good friends. Oh, your daughter is so talented. That is <laughs> so good. <laughs> so I just want to share, you guys can get this book. Um, and we're going to, I'm going to post the links on um, the show page. Um, but you can get it on Amazon. Um, the full title is Huntington's Disease Heroes, Inspiring Stories of Resilience from the HD Community. Um, but you also can get it from, you're, you're going around to different events and, and selling, correct? Are you well, doing I was that? just at the HDYO event. Um, I, I haven't planned any more for the rest okay. of the year quite yet, but I'm figuring that out now. But at the moment, it's on Amazon. It will be available on more platforms um, as the year goes on. And okay. um, when you buy the book, 50% of the proceeds from the book go to HDYO. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So proceeds go to HDO. That's awesome. And um, so I do like, how long did it take you to get all of it put together since you have so many authors? Surprisingly, looking back on it, I kind of burnt myself out, but uh, we did it with within a year, 10 months, actually. Wow. Yeah, I started at about this time last year. Um, and the whole process of writing the stories uh, with the authors took about six months um, because we would go back and forth with multiple drafts and trying to refine everybody's story and making sure that there weren't any stories that were repeated. Um, and we also uh, worked as a group to fundraise to cover the publishing costs of the book. Um, so we had a GoFundMe page and we um, have uh, five different uh, sponsors for the book as well. So it was a whole big, long process that we as a community worked on together. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, and then you're planning, a, like you said, a rare disease book. Mm -hmm. um, so do you already have the diseases picked out that you want to uh, focus no, on? I'm not going to pick out anything specific. We'll just okay. see uh, What's who com what comes up. Cool. Who's, who's interested and what comes up. And that book's going to be called Positively Rare because the whole idea behind all of the books that I'm putting together is that we share all of the hard things that we've been through, but we also share the good things that have come of it. So we're not saying we can only talk about the good stuff and we always have to be positive. We're saying, oh my God, this is a really hard thing that I didn't know how to deal with and I figured it out. And this is the way I figured it out. And this is the thing I want to share with somebody. And what I've learned through putting the book together is that people who have gone through these things, they all have something unique to their experience that they want to share with somebody else. And those are what the stories are telling. Like we have one woman who was symptom seeking for years or symptom hunting for years. 
years and years and years. And she didn't even know that was a thing. And then she was like, oh my God, I need to tell people that this can happen, that she actually started developing symptoms of HD. So she wanted to share that message. I have another woman who, uh, whose dad had HD her entire life growing up and she tested gene negative and everybody in her family was like, well, you're gene negative. So you have no right to be upset. So until her father died, she felt like she couldn't grieve anything and she couldn't Mm -hmm. even be vocal about the fact that HD was in her family because it was such a secret. So here she was trying to deal with her father getting sicker and sicker every year and not really being able to process her emotions um, because she wasn't allowed to. So that was something that she really wanted to talk about. Um, I have another woman who has, she's symptomatic for HD and she just talks about her life spent running and how important running has been to her and exercise. And she can't run right now, uh, but she does other things and she finds joy in those other things. And her message is to people to just keep moving no matter what, just keep moving, you know? So there's so many different perspectives and things that people, people, they just want to help each other. Yeah. And that's why they're sharing their stories. They're like, "I, I went through this thing and I want other people to know it so that hopefully they don't have to suffer as much as I did. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, guys, um, I just want to encourage you to go and get this book. Um, I'm going to be getting it. Um, I just not had the chance and now I will be, (laughs) I'm on Amazon right now so I can get it. Um, so make sure to go to Amazon. Also check out Erin's, um, her page, uh, with her, all of the stuff she's doing, right? Her first book. And you can also get to your publishing company through that page. And that is www.aaronpatterson.com. Yes. Okay. And it's Patterson with one T. <laughs> Patterson with one T. So yes. E-R-I-N-P-A-T-E-R-S-O-N.com. Yes. Um, Awesome. And we will make sure to include that on the show page. Um, Aaron, thank you for joining me today. Is there anything else you want to say before we end our show today? Mm, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, Um, I'm certainly glad that you, um, you did this book. I'm glad that you have been vocal about your own story and sharing and just you know, sharing the real HD of, of what you went through. You mentioned the 10 years of, you know, of feeling ashamed, which I think is a huge issue, um, Mm -hmm. in the HD community, um, because I, I, I felt that shame. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was like you, where I was like, why am I feeling ashamed for something that I didn't ask for? Um, so I, I love that you went into that and that a book came out of it. Um, Yeah. I think it's just really important for us to, share our stories and speak up about what we're going through. Cause if we don't do that, then how is anybody ever going to know? How is anybody ever going to stand understand? And how is anybody ever going to help us if we don't, right. if we're not vocal about it? Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you again for sharing. Thanks for coming on and um, sharing these books with us. For those who are listening, please make sure that you are tuning in every Thursday at 4 PM Eastern time for a new show. We've got a great lineup for April. Um, and as always, we'll have HD uncut at the end of the month. So um, I'm always happy to have new people on our new series of HD uncut uncensored. Um, you can come on and talk about whatever it is that you want to talk about. It gives you a voice. 
Um, and until next time, guys, take care and love you. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to visit www.helpforhd.org and sign up for our email newsletter to stay up to date on all that is going on at Help for HD. Get social with us and like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to Help for HD TV on YouTube and ring the bell for notifications.